This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, just about an hour ago, ACER, the Alberta Serious Incident Response Team, held a news conference to announce their findings on what we now refer to as a police-involved shooting that occurred on March 21st, 2050. A 30-year-old man was shot by police, suffered serious injuries, remains paralyzed, I believe. Now, as Acer describes it, this was uh, 11 a.m. in the morning. There was a Caucasian man with a shaved head and approached uh, a peaceful anti-racism rally. The man shouted white power at protesters, gave the protesters the middle finger. The protesters laughed at him, it says, which appeared to make him very agitated and angry. At that point, police officers approached a man, and that's when things went sideways. Other man fled, police pursued, there was a confrontation that occurred in a back alley, which led to shots being fired. Newstock 770 reporter Aurelio Perry was at the news conference and is uh, back here, joins us uh, in studio. Aurelio, thanks for this. Hi there, Rob. All right, so Acer finding that police were indeed justified. Right. They say that the officers were justified. They say they used, besides uh, eyewitness accounts, they used uh, a closed-circuit video mm-hmm. that shows the situation that occurred. Um, some of the questions, though, that people had was, this guy is at this supposed peaceful protest, and he shouts what he does. And uh, uh, I guess two officers believing he's a counter-process, because... You know, some of these protests we've had, we, you've had the two sides that have been at each other, right? Yeah. But this is, seems like a case of a single protesters. But a couple of officers were directed by a supervisor, Acert says, um, to go speak with the gentleman. As they approached him, he continued to yell at the protesters. A third officer indicated, this is where it gets a bit sketchy, a third officer indicated that he observed the man spit on a, the sidewalk. Right. <laughs> which is a potential bylaw offense. So yeah. um, officers made the decision to approach the guy, get his ID for the purposes of, you know, the spitting on the sidewalk. As they moved towards him, he began walking away from them, you know, and they basically caught up to him uh, by F- 7th Avenue and 1st Street West. And while there were some witnesses there, again, as we say, there was the closed-circuit camera. So basically they say the officer was calm, controlled, trying to get him to, you know, come with him, that type of thing, um, where the guy was agitated, right, uh, struggling with the officer, uh, punching him, the officer in the head. The officer, um, instead of, you know, with the initial punch to the head, went to a baton, and at that point, it's when the guy brought out from behind his back, uh, Susan Houston, Acer, executive director, did a motion of, you know, going behind the back and then brandishing the pipe. And that's when the officer pulled out the gun and he shot as the guy threw the pipe at him. So I, I guess the question is, um, and there's a piece of tape with Susan Houston. um Answering this question to get you to play that basically, you know, why did they feel they needed to stop him for, you know, spitting on the sidewalk? And she basically responds. Okay, this is, uh, yeah, here's the clip. This is Susan Houston, uh, executive director of ACERT. 
ultimately, at the end of the day, sure, it's terrible that a person has been paralyzed as a result of an incident that started out as spitting on the sidewalk. But uh, I, I'm sure you're not suggesting that they're not entitled to enforce the law, because it is a bylaw offense to spit on the sidewalk. So obviously, they are entitled to give a ticket for that. Uh, the other issue is they are exposed to a situation where they may have a counter-protester. My understanding is that in the past there have been very serious criminal acts that uh, arose out of a similar rally. So they have the authority to approach this man and identify him. Uh, and that's what they did in this case. And unfortunately what happened is the situation escalated. Okay, well, yeah, that's interesting because people may look at this and say, well, this seems like a needless investigation. I mean, nothing justifies punching a police officer or throwing a pipe at a police officer, but just the question of did it need to get to this level? Right. Uh, you know, how many, how many people do you see downtown, especially in downtown in some of those areas that, you know, it is a bylaw that, you know, they'll spit on the sidewalk and... You know, most people will turn a blind eye to it. They might say, oh, that's disgusting, and then turn away from it. Uh, rather seldom do you uh, see officers tr or transit peace officers tracking a guy down to check the ID and who, who it is, and usually they'd probably give the guy a, hey, you can't do this, don't do that, that mm -hmm. type of situation. So then the situation escalated the way it did. Uh, the man, one of the, he was shot, uh, two bullets hit the guy, uh, two of the four shots hit the man, and one of the shots, I guess, went through the lung and hit the, his spine, so the man's paralyzed. Yeah. Uh, and so that's occurred, and I guess that's punishment enough, so he's not being charged with any offenses. They've announced that. So that's that, the explanation? Because I, I think what a lot of people were saying is, well, okay, you say that this guy was, was attacking a police officer with a pipe, but you haven't charged him for doing that. I, I think some people use that as a reason to cast doubt on the events here. But you also look at the situation. What, what purpose will it serve when the man's now in a wheelchair right. for life? Yeah, which, which is fair. Um, now, what's also interesting, you, you mentioned the video. There's closed-circuit video of this, and, and in the news release, it says there were some discrepancies in the eyewitness account, so we relied on the video to determine what happened, but they're, they're not releasing that video, are they? Right. They're not going to release the video. Uh, they say a lot of it's due to privacy issues. They found in other jurisdictions where some video's been used, it's... Uh, you know, it's been used in some some sites for other purposes or what happens is, say, the victim goes out to apply for a job and this once this video goes in on the Internet, it's there forever. So an employer might say, hey, you're this guy that did this. Well, I'm not going to hire you. Or say the officer changes his line of work. Hey, you're the officer who shot this guy. I'm not going to hire you. So they they framed it as privacy issues, whereas... If the man had been, let's say the man had been charged who assaulted the officer or the officer gets charged and this video is played in court, then media outlets will make applications and this video would be released to the public. Yeah, it would be public at that but point. But not this case because it's not part of a criminal investigation. All right. And so just so we're clear, I mean, the, the decision to shoot was not based on the punch. It, it, it seems to be that... It was it was justifiable to to escalate to pull out the baton at that point, but I, I guess it's the issue of the pipe. Yes, right? it's exactly the pipe because she goes through how he started, you know, trying to calm the guy down, uh, got punched, and that's when 
after the punch, I believe that's when he went to the baton. So he didn't go from trying to calm the guy down straight to the service revolver. He went to the baton. And then from the baton, another threat came with the pipe, and that's when the uh, service uh, weapon was used. Did, was the, the man ordered to drop the pipe? Because it sounds as though it, it all happened really quickly. He's, he's raising the pipe in his hand and is basically throwing it as he's getting shot. Right, and that's the situ- That's what one of the questions too was framed back to the reporters, saying, "If the off, you know, the officer didn't have two minutes to gauge the situation with the pipe. This happened so quickly that the person reacted, the, the officer reacted the way he did, and he did so properly, given how quickly the situation uh, occurred." All right. Very interesting. Uh, Aurelio, thanks for the update. You're welcome. All right. That's Newstalk 770 reporter Aurelio Perry just back from this ACERT news conference and the explanation from ACERT as to why they believe the officer acted appropriately. 403-974-8255 is our number. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a bit about, more about this case. It still seems, I don't you know, some elements of this story that still seem kind of odd to me. Look, if you're going to uh, potentially assault an officer with a weapon, obviously the police officer needs to defend himself or herself. This seemed to happen quickly. This is an agitated man by the sounds of it. So they were close enough that the individual punched the officer, but then they seemed to be far enough away that he had to throw the pipe. I mean, I can see, obviously, look, if someone's going to beat someone else with a pipe, that could potentially be lethal. That's a dangerous situation. So how close were they at that point? Obviously, the video would answer some of those questions. If the man's far enough away that he can't swing the pipe and hit the officer with the pipe, is the officer expected at that point to say, look, drop that, buddy. Put that pipe down because it's not going to end well for you. So it all happened very quickly. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, some of your thoughts, your reaction to, to what you've heard here. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.